What's up, everybody? It's 10 o'clock in the morning, Pacific Standard Time here in Arizona. Um, my name is Billy Ray Mitchell. I am joined by my illustrious, illustrious co-hosts, Pat Finn over in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Grayson Wimbish over in Los Angeles. I am in Sedona, sunny Sedona, doing some hiking, doing some gallivanting, just doing the damn thing. Um, but we are the sons of Saturday. We're here. Chop it up. Sunday pod. We told you we'd be back on Sundays. And here we are again on another Sunday talking about Virginia Tech stuff. So without further ado, we're going to move on to our Hokie Haiku. But before we do that, before we move on to the Hokie Haiku, Sons of Saturday, as always, are brought to you by our fantastic partner, Main Street Pharmacy, located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, taking care of the community, taking care of you, taking care of Whatever you need. You need Q-tips? So I know some of you guys that are in college aren't taking care of your hygiene when it comes to your ears. You got to clear it, clean that out. You need some toothpaste? Head on down there. You need some Old Spice? Head on down there. You need a vaccine? Head on down there. Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts has you absolutely covered through and through, and that's exactly what he's going to do for years to come. Pat, Hokey Haiku. All right, this one... This one's kind of uh, kind of aggressive. I just wrote it uh, about 40 seconds ago uh, just because of things I've seen on, on Twitter this morning. No spring game this year. South care. No, wait. Sorry. How many episodes in a row are we going to talk about the spring game? Is this like four episodes in a row where we're alluding to the non-existent spring game? I mean... It is still spring, and I'm and I'm and I'm flipping my TV channels, and every other channel's got a spring game on, and I'm just like, I need this in my life, but I don't have it. Can we talk about how awesome Ole Miss Ole Miss's whole spring game event was? Now I know I am biased. I don't know how much of you you guys saw, but Ole Miss did like a whole um, they call it the Grove Bowl, but they did an entire like red carpet. All the guys got dressed up. Coach Partridge was wearing like a. I was wearing like a double jean jacket and like a um uh what's what's that movie man where uh, the purge he had on like the purge mask Lane Kiffin was rocking a two piece three piece suit um pretty cool pretty cool everybody was seeming to get behind it through a big party they called it drip and the sip which was you know I don't know how you rhyme Virginia with something cool like that but uh, That's I would bad. also rather be in Virginia than Mississippi so. It's it's a good opportunity to get exposure. Do you see um, Washington State? They had a, a bunch of fun like games uh, to dictate how the game would go. So they have uh, you know the crimson against the white team, and they go out to midfield at the beginning of the game, and they do a snap off. So they meet at midfield, and then they you know pace like fifteen steps in the opposite direction, and whoever's I think it was like it was a long I think they were both long snappers, and whoever snap got further. Uh, got the ball to start the game. <laughs> it was That's like blowing cool. up on Twitter. I like that. I like that a lot. But South Carolina, the, okay, so we're, we're throwing out the hokey haiku this morning. We're South just Carolina. Diving into what the content was, and we'll, we'll figure it out next week. <laughs> South, Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina's spring game is today, and uh, their fan base is all excited for Shane, and very interesting. Spring game on a Sunday, Sunday at noon. It's an interesting vibe, but you know they are getting a spring game. Um, so is that to deter? I would absolutely, I would absolutely hate that if I yeah. were a player for South Carolina. I would absolutely because there is no better feeling than when spring ball is finally over 
but spring ball is finally over and you have class tomorrow. Uh, you got homework on Sundays. Yeah, no. You got things yeah. you got to do besides yeah, play football. All right, but but they do get to play football today. Their fans get to show up. Uh, we'll just move along from this. We got our we got our three big things. You guys know Sons of Saturday is bringing you the three most relevant, important things going on in Virginia Tech, and we're going to tell you what they are and why they're important uh, over the past week. Bill, talk to us about the Hub Blacksburg before we jump into it. Pat, I'm so glad you asked. Look, if you're going to do something, you got to do it right. If you want to have something, you want to have top of the line. If you want to be a part of something, you want to be a part of something special. You want to check all three of those boxes? Check out the Hub right in Blacksburg. They are reaching for excellence, Easter egg, and doing a fantastic job building this place from the ground up. And we are recruiting you, Easter egg, to check out the hub in Blacksburg. It is the best place that you could possibly live. And they have incredible deals going on. They have a little community that's being put together. You guys see WeWork. They're like, hey, come work here. Also, we have a community. Well, the hub has, hey, come live here. We also have a community and have some awesome stuff going on. They're giving away Yeti coolers, Sons of Saturday stuff, AirPods, $300 gift cards. They're Again, their marketing department is just out of control. So check out the hub in Blacksburg. Absolutely unbelievable. We said we're recruiting you to the hub. Well, Virginia Tech just got another Texas to VT commit. By the way, of Virginia, originally from Virginia, Johnny Dixon from Corpus Christi, Texas. He is six foot three, 280 pounds, the 16th ranked offensive guard in the country, and the 61st ranked player in the state of Texas. He's an 88 overall. Guys, this is big time news. And again, another Texas to VT guy jumps on the boat. Um, Super excited about that. And another great get for Coach Vice in the room that probably needs the most depth improvement, especially after this year. Any thoughts on Johnny Dixon? I uh, I just got to say, Johnny Dixon has the, one of the coolest names I've ever heard. It, it sounds like like the protagonist of like Greece, like Danny Zuko, just Johnny Dixon. Like he's a cool guy. That's like a cool guy name. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but I'm sure he's a great football player, and I and I'm stoked to have him in the boat. But Johnny Dixon has one of the coolest names I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> this is a good pickup. Um, it's good to have those Virginia roots. Uh, we've had a Texas offensive line commit before um, last year, Cannon Boone. Then he ended up flipping Mississippi State. Johnny, I feel a little more solid about knowing that he has those Virginia roots that Bill pointed out. But uh, this is a good pickup. Offer list is pretty good as well. Houston, Arkansas, uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, all on the offer list. Uh, so Johnny Dixon, 6'3", 280 guard. Good pickup for the uh, for the vice squad. Pat, second point and probably the most important thing um, – in recent Virginia Tech Athletic Department history, what do we have for point number two? So, if you've been under a rock this last week, <laughs> Patrick Starr, you know, if, if you've been hanging out with Patrick <laughs> under there. Who are you calling a pinhead? That's pretty <laughs> good. It's pretty good. Teeny bottom. Uh, Tech is announcing the Reach for Excellence campaign. Uh, that is a $400 million campaign to strengthen – uh, Virginia Tech Athletics, and a lot of that's going to go towards football. Thirty million, a ton of it's going to uh, going to basketball. 
with the renovations of Castle Coliseum. This is really important. 150 million has already been raised. And then, uh, you know, we had Brad Worthman and Evan Massengill on the podcast um, earlier last week to kind of break it down, ask some hard hitting questions and, you know, kind of get a, uh, get a more uh, well-rounded understanding of the vision of this project. But we're going to ask you just to, to jump on board, jump on board for the Reach for Excellence campaign. We still have $250 million to raise here. Um, and the faster we raise that money, the faster we'll get to our goals. But um, ultimately, it's really important, really important to help us uh, you know, stay competitive in the ACC, be a top spender in the ACC, have the best facilities, have the best supporting staff, recruiting staff, uh, weight rooms, nutrition, dining halls, this, that, the other. And then we get to ultimately have this state-of-the-art Castle Coliseum, which is going to be a ton of fun. So the Reach for Excellence campaign, uh, make your donations now, get involved, be a part of something. What, what did Brad say? He said, uh, he said, would you rather watch the movie or be a part of it? Was, was that what he said, Billy? Something, something along those lines. Regardless, I think uh, if you haven't listened... I would like you to listen to every episode of the Sons of Saturday, but if you haven't listened, it is required listening. You have to go back and listen. They were great. Uh, can't thank Brad and Evan enough for their time. Um, but uh, it's it's super exciting to see the entire athletic department come together um, and not only get get on board yourself, get other folks on board. My man, my my guy Pat Finn was the first guy who texted me about joining the Hokie Club and is uh, I would have joined eventually, but he's the reason I jumped in when I jumped in. Um, so. Uh, Coach Fuente used to always say, don't always just get to the finish line. Grab somebody and bring them with you. Get, get somebody on board. Break. Let's, 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 let's get this thing going. Um, no, but uh, my thoughts on it, obviously, this is super exciting. Uh, the, the growth of the basketball program has just been unbelievable to watch um, and has been one of the joys of my Virginia Tech experience um, and has just been unbelievable. Um, on the football end of things, um, I'm sure y'all knew this was kind of, like, this is the kind of, this is the kind of support that we've needed. Like, this is the kind of, uh, this is the kind of buy-in and I'm not saying only from the athletic department, like for us to compete at the level that we want to compete at and be where our fan base expects us to be and where we want to be, this is the kind of stuff that we need. Uh, and we alluded to this on the podcast with Brad and Evan was when we were showing recruits around, there were places that we were literally hiding so people didn't have to see, whether that was the Bowman room, which is being renovated to look like Dave and Buster's, or whether it's the um, the uh, position group meeting rooms, which were abhorrent compared to the other. Uh, 2020, to the other let's go. Yeah, Welcome to the 21st century. Exactly. It's about so- time. <laughs> so, you know, this is, this is long overdue. Uh, we've kind of been operating with our, our hand behind our back for a while. Um, and, um, this is, this, this is what we should expect and what we should, what we should be doing at Virginia tech. Uh, and it's, it's super exciting and looking forward to seeing how it pays off. I think you, I mean, really just hit the nail on the head, uh, head bill. Like this should have been done a long time ago, but it's happening now. And it's just a very, very exciting time to be a Virginia tech Hokie. I'm, more excited than I have been in a really, really long time. Like y'all have seen the renditions and the mock-ups of Castle Coliseum. Like it, it goes beyond athletics here. Like I've even thought, I mean, okay, what does that do for concerts or, or live events in Southwest Virginia? I think 
part of the problem uh, with Castle Coliseum. I love the tradition of Castle Coliseum, but I mean, kind of the the lack of, I guess, luxury suites uh, and a club level, and and it's maintaining the tradition of Castle Coliseum, but you're you're bringing it into the 21st century. You're giving it that touch of modern, which uh, will be huge for recruiting. Uh, I think you know Mike Young. It's it's not going to be hard for him to get the top talent down in Blacksburg. Um, and then just all the renovations to Merriman uh, for a recruiting perspective across the board, whether it be football, basketball, women's basketball, softball, baseball, you name it. It's just it's about time. And and I'm just so excited and I have the utmost confidence in, in wit uh, to 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 get us there to where we need to be. So we always say it. Join the Hokie Club. Make your donations. And uh, let's let's get it there, baby. It's time. Let me add one. Let me add one more thing. One of the like, I got to be honest. One of the most eyebrow raising and encouraging things that came out of this whole thing for me. The money's great, and the money's going to be transformational for the athletic department. But to see President Sands yep. as involved as he was in this press conference and say what he said. Um, I didn't really know how he felt about sports. I didn't really know if he cared about, uh, not cared, but I didn't know how involved he was or how much he cared about the success of Virginia Tech's athletic programs. You know, the Pac-12 guys from Cal, they don't really do the whole sports thing over on the West Coast. No offense, G-Wim. All um, good. That's not, that's not really the <laughs> MO, but it was great to see him involved uh, and also to hear from Brad and Evan how um, how supportive he has been uh, but to hear him say that and to see a, pre- a press conference that went really well, we knew what time it was at. It was recorded well. <laughs> you know, it was it was it was a PR win and it was a monetary. It's 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 a win all around. Huge no dub. Way to other than a win. Huge dub. I think I mean it start it starts at the top and for a long time. I agree with you, Bill. Like I was always a little bit skeptical. I'm like, you know, how much does President Sands how how involved is he in the athletic department? Uh, and so for him to be involved and be present at this press conference and say, you know, I'm backing wit a thousand percent is, is huge. Uh, you got to have the support from the administration that goes beyond athletics. It's very, very important. Patrick, we've talked about the, uh, renovations that are coming. Um, we've also over the course of the podcast with coach Fuente and, uh, back, back, back with, uh, with Yetzi and some other folks talked about how important it is to have student athletes on campus. There have not been student athletes on campus for quite some time, but that's changing. Give us the latest with the, uh, with the dead period. Uh, big news that we learned um, this past week is that Virginia Tech is going to be able to host recruits on campus in the month of June, starting in June. This is massive news because we're seeing some SEC schools and SEC states have been, uh, you know, a lot more laissez-faire with um, with COVID and restrictions and whatnot. You know, you see Mississippi State's baseball stadium is like completely full, um, and you're wondering, are they going to be able to host recruits on campus? You know, before a state like Virginia that has more of a, um, you know, more stricter cr- uh, protocols and what kind of uh, role is the NCAA going to play there as far as limiting? Um, schools to have official visits or not, you know, what's really going to be fair if one state has restrictions, the other state doesn't. Well, we will have our recruits back on campus in June. They get to see 
some of the uh, the new facilities that have been built over the past year plus, um, you know, like that new nutrition, uh, I guess the, the dining hall, uh, which is just incredible. I actually got to see it last weekend in Blacksburg. And also these new dorms that are going up by Squires that uh, where the university club used to be. One of them, I think, is supposed to be just for athletes. And, and these things are massive. It's like when the, the cadet dorms went up a few years ago and it was just an incredible upgrade over what was there like Monteith and, and Thomas Hall. Now you got these huge buildings that will be uh, for student athletes that will definitely stand out to them. But also this is important. Why Billy Ray? I'm sure you know this because Virginia tech sells itself when you are there on campus, you know, you can't necessarily be sold on Virginia tech over a zoom call. And as much as we loved Daryl taps videos at the duck pond and the pylons, which were unreal and hilarious. Uh, you, you really don't know the power and the value of Virginia Tech until you're, you know, on campus on a nice sunny spring or summer day. Um, snowy spring day, Patrick. Thank you for sneaking that in, Grayson. Yeah, check out check out the weather forecast before you go. But this is big news. I'm excited. Uh, I know Jack Tyler has been uh, really hyping people up on Twitter about the camps um, over the summer as well. So. Um, it, it should be exciting just to get some talent in the door on campus to see the value that is presented at Virginia Tech. Something uh, just on the third thing that we have here, a little bit around around the horn. Um, I want to shout out baseball. Baseball is in first place in the Coastal Division, um, playing really well, um, getting the job done. Uh, they have built it in Blacksburg, one of the state of the art facilities. Talk about a facility that's just unbelievable. Virginia Tech baseball and a program that's on the rise. And also, women's lacrosse beats UVA. I uh, had a nice little tweet yesterday poking fun, said just like football. And then everybody chimed in with all the other sports that Virginia Tech has handled business with against uh, the University of Virginia. So, uh, shout out to the girls for ha- uh, headed down to Charlottesville and handling business. Grayson, give us some more updates. Um, you know, it's, we, we talked about, uh, softball last weekend. They had a big series this, uh, this coming or this weekend against the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Unfortunately, they are on a three game losing streak against the Irish game four is actually happening right now as we speak, hoping that we can pull that dub out. Um, B fish 804 on Twitter the other day. I thought this was really, really interesting. Uh, he, he tweeted, who are your favorite players not named Vic who balled out as a freshman? Uh, definitely an interesting conversation, and I would love to hear y'all's thoughts. I uh, I tweeted, I responded to Brandon. Um, Ryan Williams for me. Pat, I know you watched Ryan Williams play ball. Uh, he redshirted, uh, so I guess that counts. You know, redshirt freshman. I think one that I really, really remember, he was – electric. I mean, had what some odd 20 plus touchdowns in his first day out um, and his first season out was just an absolutely electric playmaker. Uh, and then I think, I mean, the obvious answer here for the true freshman Tyrod Taylor, he comes in against LSU. We're getting our butts handed to us. Uh, shout out to Sean Glennon just wasn't his day that day. So Beamer put in Tyrod Taylor and he scores our only touchdown of that game, which prevented us from getting shut out for like the first time in some 20 odd years. Uh, and they decided to, to keep the red shirt, uh, off of Tyrod and we saw the career that he had. So, uh, also I don't remember Kevin Jones as well, just because of how young I was, but 
number one running back in the country, played as a true freshman, uh, wanted to play with Michael Vick and build on what he had started to play for Coach Billy Height. And I think it is kind of a shame that those teams that Kevin Jones played on, they weren't as good, obviously, as the Michael Vick teams. Um, but then Kevin Jones goes pro as a as a junior, gets drafted in the first round by the Detroit Lions and has since like a single-season rushing record for a rookie. So uh, those guys, obviously, very, very exciting. And then in recent years, Trey Turner, man, y'all remember when he came onto the scene? Yeah. Big, play, big play Trey, dude. Shout out to Trey Turner because as a freshman, that kid balled out like – Definitely, uh, definitely a stud, and can't wait to see what he does in his last last season. Can't believe he's he's going to be a senior this year. Uh, Pat, I, I definitely want you to weigh in on this because because you've been around like me for a little while, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, there's a few here that just came off the top of my head. Um, you know, either they balled out or they were an impact player right away. Darren Evans, redshirt freshman, 2008. 2008 was one of the weirdest years in tech football history um, because at one point in the season, you know, it was late in the season. Tyrod had like two, I didn't know Tyrod finishes finished 2008 with two touchdowns and seven interceptions. Uh, we had a very young receiving core, Danny Cole and uh, Darrell Roberts were both freshmen and they were impact players on that team. Um, but Darren Evans was an impact player as a freshman and I was talking with my buddy Chris Rieger last night. The first night game I actually ever went to was 2008 Maryland on a Thursday night game. That Maryland team had uh, Darius Hayward Bay was their their star receiver. And then they, I think they had a, a talented running back on that team too. But Darren Evans ran for 253 yards that night, and which is still the, uh, the highest rushing, uh, rushing single game yardage total in tech history from a running back. Uh, 253, one touchdown, totally trucked this dude Skinner, uh, who's the defensive back on Maryland, and Chris Fowler freaked out over it. Darren Evans is in there. Uh, Eddie Royal is in there, a star punt returner and uh, wide receiver in 2004. Kendall Fuller, man. Kendall Fuller came on the scene. He was in my class, and that Duke game, when we wore the orange, uh, orange uniforms, orange pants, and lost to Duke. Uh, Kendall Fuller had three interceptions that game. Uh, truly an impact player from the first moment uh, he stepped on the field against Alabama in 2013 as well. And Kendall Fuller is one of those guys that I wish stayed healthy his entire time at Tech because he was just so unbelievably talented. If you remember that one play he made against William & Mary. Which- oh my gosh, the fallback. Where he reaches back, basically he does a backflip and bats down that pass. Yeah. That's what. That's when you knew it's like, damn, this kid's the real deal. I mean, yeah, that was three ounce of hype that he came. Or out. the play against, uh, I think it was our last game when ACC uh, Maryland was still in the ACC, where he basically ripped the ball the out strip. of uh, ripped yes. the ball out of. I don't know if it was labeled as an interception or a fumble. That was an unbelievable play too. Yep, yep, yeah. Kendall was unbelievable. Um, and then Anton Exum, I remember him being an impact player when he uh, first got to Tech as well. And then got to, got to tip my cap to Josh Jackson. Remember Josh Jackson came in his first game uh, as a starter, redshirt freshman against West Virginia, took care of business and, and had a great season in, uh, in 2017. So um, I guess that's my, la- that's my list. I know uh, 
Bill, you got to give some shout outs to Isaiah, man. I was about to say, like, I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle in this question just because because I'm not going to out history, guys. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, what you need to think about is a lot of the times or, or every time that I've seen it, it's not just a guy coming in who's more talented than everybody. Um, like you come in, you're coming in from high school. Um, you're kind of adjusting to everything, but you kind of, we, I kind at least I kind of realized like Cam Phillips and Isaiah Ford were just different, like just different the way they approached practice, the way they approached the weight room, the way they talked about the season. And I'm talking about from like day one on campus, um, their maturity level and the way that they looked at everything is the reason that they were the players that they were. Uh, and being able to kind of watch how they took that on was incredible. Um, where is that 2014 team that one that went 500? Like, where is that team without Cam Phillips and Isaiah Ford? Seriously. Um, that, that, that team is in serious, serious trouble without those two guys stepping up, uh, the way that they did. And as freshmen, you know, coming in, uh, being first and third and, uh, and receiving yards that, uh, that year combining for, uh, let's see, nine touchdowns, um, and really just quite frankly, being the leaders of that, of the, of that group. I know we had Willie Byrne that year, but, uh, before they leave, they would both be number one and number two all time in receiving at Virginia tech. Um, and what really just stood out to me again was just kind of watching how they approached everything. Um, Divine Diablo was another great example of a guy that came in and just kind of thought about things differently. Um, and those are the guys that step up and, uh, yes, it has to do with talent. Yes. It has to do with the roster. Um, but, uh, they just had a different mentality and that's why they became the players that they did. So that's, I don't know if that was a good answer to that question, but that's my answer. I I think it's, I think it's great, man. And I just, those those Cam and Isaiah especially, and it's I mean we had Isaiah on the podcast, and it speaks volumes to Isaiah's character because you we talked about it with him how homesick he was that first year, and and he you know he wasn't handling that well, so it's he stuck it out and really uh, really was an integral part of those you know 2014 to 2017 18 teams uh same with cam phillips man i was thinking like that notre dame that shutter step into the end zone ice cold one of my favorite plays of all time it was awesome what was cool about cam too was like uh you know i knew he was a talented kid i was just like he's gonna have to he's gonna have to be the guy this upcoming year and he completely took that role and just and dominated. Um, that ECU and, uh, game, how how dominant he was against ECU on the road. Absolutely dominant in that ECU game. And and what <laughs> my dad and I always talk about this. Um, the way Josh Jackson would throw fade balls, nobody else threw them the way that they did. He'd put enough air under it where you would get the wide receiver a chance to like box out rather than having to run under it. Um, and cam just made a living out of that cam. If you look at him, doesn't look like a big guy. He's got huge legs, a strong kid. And he was always able to do that. Um, and like that West Virginia game, anytime we'd get in like a third and 18 or a third and nine, he would just loft it on down there. And, uh, cam would go up and make a play. Um, and that was a part of his game that we really didn't see until late in his junior year and into his senior year. Um, really talented kid. Um, I've been delaying this long enough. I know you guys are going to uh, uh, do some poo-pooing, so I'll let you guys uh, I'll let you guys have at it. Who's going to kick it off? Who's going? All right. This is just our 30-second <laughs> Billy Ray roast. 
You guys remember Billy Ray went on Twitter the other day in this Duke jersey, uh, you know, behind the wheel, talking about the life advice. Guys, we're doing a new segment. Life advice. Send in your questions. Life advice at sonsofsaturday.com. Uh, you know, we're going to answer. We're going to help you guys through. You know, we're going to guide you through, you know, relationships, finance. I'm like, dude, what? Um, but yeah, we haven't received any of those submissions. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, Bill, what what are we doing with the life advice thing? Was this, was this a joke? Like, uh, do people we're, look, Hey, post, um, post when, when, the iPhone, when the iPhone first came out or the Blackberry or anything, that's been great. Not everybody jumps on board at once. Maybe people are thinking about, can I trust Pat? Can I trust Grayson? Can I trust Billy Ray to, to, to guide me through some of these, some of these challenges yeah. that I'm facing? Um, I don't so, think so. I, well, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so look, I guess, I guess I'll, t- I, I, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Here's a great ad. We're still waiting for you. Be the first jump in. Uh, reach for excellence. Reach for I don't know. If you have questions, you need life advice. Let me know. I guess to fill the the void that has been left. Um, <laughs> I was a subject of a home invasion um, <laughs> five days ago. Um, I was staying in Phoenix. Uh, long story short, wake up. Uh, my buddy's holding the door shut. Um, it's probably like one o'clock in the morning, um, and I'm like. What what the hell what the hell are you doing? Uh, this is a true story, by the way. This is not this is not made up. This is real. This is real spill. Um, so I get up and and I go over and he goes, yeah, like we're being broken into. And I'm like, like right now? He's like, yeah, like right, like this second, it's happening right now. So I'm like, no, no, no way. So I look out the people, massive dude, like in the corner of the people, and I'm like, dude, he's got the wrong room. He's probably like, you know, had one too many taquitos or something. Uh, he's probably just trying to find where his room is. And he's like, no, no, look at the, look at the crease in the door. And I'm like, great Scott. The guy's got a crowbar and he's wedging open the door and he's using two airbags and an air compressor to inflate the airbags to pop them off of the, uh, off of the hinges. So me and my buddy, we grab steak knives. We're in our underwear fling the door open, knock the guy over. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be us two and this guy, mostly us get out there. Three other guys are out there in the break into our room uh, process. Thank God. I, and on in that moment, I'm like, okay, here's where I die. Arizona, um, you know, by four people and thank goodness, golly gracious. They ran off. Um, and then we chase him down the street in underwear uh, with steak knives. Um, so lock your door. Um, be safe. Be careful. Um, that's that. That's my life advice. Just, just. Uh, I know a lot of folks. When you're in college, you like to not lock your door. That's pretty dumb. Uh, lock your door. I don't know why you would do that. And if you're a grown person, not locking your door, that's double dumb. Double double dumb. So please, please lock your door. And Here's don't. some life advice. I feel like that's good life advice. Like, I, like when I meet when I meet grownups and I'm like and, and they'll be like somehow it comes up, I don't have a house key or I don't lock my door. I'm like, are what what's this guy's deal, dad? Get your get your boy. Like what are you <laughs> get your boy? You like, do you not care about your belongings? Do you or do you not like what is your deal? Lock your door. Lock lock your door. Lock Please. your car doors too. Lock your car doors. Don't yeah. leave valuables in your car. Oh. Bill, maybe this is a maybe this is a sign that you need to come home, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to get off the road. Maybe. 
the nomad life is taking its toll. No, nah, man, I, I I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Football season is <laughs> the only reason I'm coming back. Because, uh, again, they don't do that whole sports thing out here. It's just not the same. Um, in other news, sad news, I think I don't know if we mentioned this in last week's podcast, but uh, uh, get well soon, Chenga Hodge, towards ACL. Hate to see that towards the end of spring ball. Um, it just uh, it's terrible. Makes a room that's already pretty thin, even thinner. But more importantly, uh, Chenga, it's been uh, you know transferred into here. Uh, saw a little bit of him last year. Was excited for him this year. But I, uh, you know, hope you get well soon. Um, whenever we do get you back on the field or whatever's next, uh, wishing you the absolute best. Moving right along uh, for wrap up here. Uh, Sharky shoutouts. Uh, Pat, this is the most important one. Uh, go ahead and kick us off with your Sharky shout out. Sunday, uh, April 25th. Happy birthday to my dad, Kevin. The Finn. goat. Uh, former Hokie soccer star back in the late 80s, played under coach Jerry Shanae. Uh, he's been down in Myrtle Beach with the Hacken Hokies, a bunch of old German club guys getting together for their annual Hacken Hokies golf trip. I know they're having a great time. I know they're uh, they're trying to to go low out there. But happy birthday, Dad! Love you, and uh, we need to play golf soon. Can't wait to see you this summer. We'll uh, we'll tear it up at NJN. Tearing it up! Um, shout out! Shout out to K Finn, one of my absolute favorite people in the world. Um, man, love that guy. Uh, I want to shout out um, Catherine, Molly, Annie, and Amy. Uh, met some Hokies out here. Um, per suggestion of, uh, my guy, Grayson and Pat, uh, linked up, did a hike this morning. Uh, always great to see familiar faces or people with familiar backgrounds. Um, did the Sedona thing this weekend. That was super duper cool. Um, and honestly, shout out to God, like thanks for hooking it up and helping me out with the home invasion. And then today, I, I mean, I'm not John Wick or like, um, you know, Jason Bourne today. I'm sitting at breakfast at Mesa Grill at the airport in Sedona, and I uh, plane crash. A plane comes barreling down the uh, the 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 runway, and completely takes out two other planes. Rolls over five or six times. Now I'm telling you this story because both folks walked out of the plane completely unscathed. It was it was. Un- unbelievable i'm midway through my uh huevos rancheros um and just very good pa- absolute pandemonium pandemonium uh when i saw them both walk away i said hey can i get two more irish coffees but um everybody's okay shout out to god um thanks for holding it down you're the man uh grayson take us home please <laughs> Very good. Huevos Rancheros. Hampton would be very like proud that. of you. I put, I put, I put was, some uh, English on that. It was yeah. very, very good pronunciation. Um, <laughs> want to shout out to all of the Virginia Tech football players who are trying to get drafted next weekend, the NFL draft. Or picked up in free agency. Or, or picked, picked up in free agency. That's, yeah. Um, I basically meant the exact same thing. Anyone, anyone who was trying to get an opportunity at the professional level, uh, shout out to you guys, and we're we're all rooting for you, obviously. Uh, and and I, I'm pretty sure, Bill, maybe you know better than I. I think Coach Fuente is going to be there for some of the guys projected to go early uh, down there uh, at the NFL draft, which is pretty neat. I think that's always really cool. Didn't uh, know that. Yeah. Also, just wanted to say this. This isn't really a shout out. 
Um, Beamer Bowl is not a South Carolina thing, and it never will be. Uh, so I've, I've seen the, the hats and the T-shirts. Beamer Ball, the only, person who, the only person who is allowed to wear a Beamer Ball South Carolina anything is Frank to support his son. But other than that, I, I don't like seeing that. Uh, well, Shane can wear it. Shane, I mean, Shane, Shane can wear it. Shane can wear it. But seeing South Carolina fans wearing Beamer Ball T-shirts, sons of, I'm not a fan of that. Can I say one thing? So, can I say one thing? Yeah. Um, off topic. I wasn't originally going to bring this up. I'm a Shane fan. Love Shane. Has he never thrown a baseball before? I watched him throw out the first pitch at the University of South Carolina. Not great. Not great. I, I don't know if he really focused on football or, or what football the deal guy. was, but we need we need to work. We need to we need to work on the form. Need to work on the form. A little Ephus Ephus pitchy type thing. Also, on the subject of things that I hate, shit. Shane knows that South Carolina doesn't have the best entrance to college football. I'm sorry. He knows. I get it. I can coach there. That's cool. You do not believe that. (laughs) That's not, that is not true. It's funny because it's true. Like, like there's no way that you believe that. I'm sure it's cool. Yeah, we all, it's cool. You wave your towels. Awesome. Um, it's not, it's not that cool. It's definitely not the coolest in college football. So please stop the nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> well, 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 Pinocchio, your nose is growing a mile. Uh, yeah. Hello, please. Pinocchio. Shout what? out to, shout out well, to good neighbor stuff. Um, anyway, this is gone. This has gone a little bit off the rails. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, off the rails of the Shane train. Oh, <laughs> oh that's hilarious. Oh man. And we're back. Oh, All right, I have uh, I have sites to see and basins to jump in, and I got a tea time and art galleries to check out. So, um, uh, Hippie Bill is out. Um, Vomit down the fairway. Pat is out, and uh, and sitting in his room, Grayson is staying put. <laughs> Grayson has his sweatshirt inside out and backwards. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's, that's how my day is going. It's a great week, uh, and cap off, uh, cap off your April right. We'll see you soon. To wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know it's what you're thinking Please don't go this way singing Trash my friend's place, wake up the next day Take a hit, it's stuck.